Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Hello to August. Hello to all of you. We're back in the studio. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Uh, you, you guys you guys feel rested? No. Um, <laughs> since you're tr- – you got to go – I got to travel and do recruiting. That's not – watch basketball games for 13 hours a day. I, I know some people are like, oh, well, that's not really work. So, But, no, uh, yeah, so you don't get to – there's no rest. There's no rest in this this racket. Just like there's no crying in baseball, there's no yes. rest in recruiting. But yes, no, there's it's, no rest. It, isn't it an exciting time of the year, though? I mean, you can feel football is just about to start. Basketball practice, you know, they're they're out there, you know, getting a little bit done here in late July, early August. Uh, just a awesome time of the year, especially the anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun and you're right. I mean, I think we all have multiple jobs. So rest is uh, it's all your, it depends on your perspective. You know, a lot <laughs> has happened since we took a two week break from the show. We gave our crew some rest. We'll time off before we dive into football and, and, and there's a school year starts and I know they're not in their heads. They're all thankful for that. You know, our little family grew by one while we were gone and no, no one had a baby. Mike Farrell, the godfather of football recruiting, has joined the Illini Guys staff. Somebody out there went, wait, wait, they turned the radio up. Wait, wait, what? what? Uh, <laughs> he joined the staff and has already begun producing some great content for IlliniGuys.com. He joins the long list of luminaries that we have kept waiting in that little room right over there, waiting to join us on the Newsmaker line presented by Busey Bank. He will jump on the mic in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, lots of football to talk about. We will have Matt, Ked, uh, Adelia. Everyone's stopping by in these next uh, couple of hours. But uh, football news first, fellas. Preseason camp is underway in Champaign. Hard to believe the season opener versus Wyoming at Memorial Stadium is now just three weeks away. It's insane. And the Atlanta guys golf outing, more importantly, that's than right. the actual football game. Yeah, that's that's the important stuff. No, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Football's here. I mean, like it's almost here. Like I, yeah, like you said, you get that excitement. I'm kind of I'm ready to run through a wall. Well, it'll hurt, but I, I'll still do it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Illini guys golf outing, which you can sign up up through uh, August 8th. That's Monday. So yes. better get 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 out there, get signed up. Um, and of course, the Illini guys will be in town. Um, look for us out tailgating about somewhere uh, before the Wyoming game. And it is just an exciting season because, you know, if Coach B's plan comes to fruition, the Illini will be bowling, and uh, that's exciting because it's been a long time. Uh, long-suffering Illini fans have had that opportunity, so let's hope this team uh, plays up to their uh, potential. That's right. Illini guys, golf outing. Uh, we'll get that out of the way Friday, August 26th, and that is uh, at 930 in the morning. Atkins Golf Club at the University of Illinois. Uh, Giddy, just email us, info at IlliniGuys.com, and uh, there are a few spots left. So get in by Monday to get your shirt. If you, if you come in late, we can't promise you a shirt because we're going to custom order those to your size. And um, you, know, you, you, know, you might be like Albert Turner wearing Mike Kegley's shirt. You don't want to do that. So Illini fans are talking all, about All the extras are just going to be triple X. 
And then we'll just, so, so you just get, it doesn't matter how big you are. You just get triple X. You were in the Illini guys dress instead of, uh, yes. instead of <laughs> polo shirt. you're exactly right. But you know, guys, it is, or, or maybe we get them a small, we can just get everybody a small. There Let's go, go with that. So here you go. Nobody see, nobody needs to see. Good luck. <laughs> Chris Farley, fat guy in a little shirt. <laughs> go back to your van down by the river. Uh, but no, it's fun to, um, you know, we talked last year, there was an excitement with uh, the Bielema era and, and there's, you know, over when the university, the athletic department, you see, try to get, um, you know, the emotions and the excitement back up again. And I, I feel that again this year, I think that the way they finished the season with a couple of big wins, you know, on the road against ranked teams on national TV, um, it seemed to pump this, uh, pumped up the, the program. And I feel like the fans are a little more excited to see kind of what, what can be this year. I, I think so. I think everybody's excited. I mean, just it's like last year, you know, it was kind of the test run and, and the Illinois finished. You got to remember Illinois finished on a high note last year, right? So you went into the off season. And, and so you have that high note after you beat Northwestern by a million points or a million, you know, whatever it was, maybe it was only a thousand. I don't know. It was a lot. And so <laughs> you, you destroy them. And then now you're, you go into the off season and you have a chance to, everybody's kind of excited. They want to see what happens. And if they can do keep this momentum going and win a few games here at the start, I think there'll be a lot of excitement for this football program. Yeah. I think Illini fans are cautiously optimistic or cautiously fearful. Um, but for the first time since John Makovic left, we've got a head coach and a staff that is really, really good um, from top to bottom. And I think um, I think the hopes are that that you know with this leadership that this roster can come alive and 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 live up to those expectations. But certainly, um, you know, it, it's been a tough you know few thirty years for the Illini yeah. fan base. Yeah. So, you know, coach, coach B don't, don't get too worried if people don't get overly enthusiastic immediately, because there's a lot of pain in those years. And, and of course, Wisconsin where he coached was winning all those years. And so was Iowa where he played. Now it's our turn. So uh, let's hope the Illini start stamping their success seal on the big 10 West. You know, they're the, they're the major college football program in the state. And, and there's, you know, Memorial Stadium should be a destination for seven or eight weekends uh, in the fall every year. That's just the way it should be. We, you know, we all went to other schools and taking anything away from them. Great pride of other Illinois schools, but uh, but it is is the school. Hey, we've got a lot of football to talk about here in the next hour. I want to get in a quick comment here. We've got a minute left until we get to get a break. College basketball, uh, the basketball team for the Illini. Uh, Brad, quick thoughts. Um, this parent kid over in France just really killed it this week. He's fantastic. You know, had put up great numbers. They're, you know, they they played really well. You know, three and zero in pool and won all their games by a bunch. And he's just a kid who does a little bit of everything. Rebounds the ball extremely well. Um, you know, we've we've had some you know player comparisons. You know, we, we like to use former Illini, so. Think of it like a, a French James Augustine. So there you go. Wow. Maybe that's a, that'd be a pretty good guy. Right. So um, yeah, I think it's fun to watch you guys do well like that incoming recruits. It's exciting. Yeah. This, this team's got a lot of talent and it is going to be exciting to see what they put out there. And of course the coaches have to get the, all these guys playing together. And um, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be job one. But it's really nice when you don't have to worry about the talent levels. And right now, they don't have to worry about the talent levels. 
Yeah, Zachary Perrin, 6'10", big man from France. He's the only Illini player who's not with the team right now because he's still playing the FIBA championships overseas. And again, uh, look him up and look up. Uh, there's also a great story in the front page right now of IlliniGuys.com. This kid is for real, and he's uh, coming in to compete for time and help make this program better. Stay with us. Mike Farrell's first appearance on the Sports Spectacular is up next. When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Hello, this is Brett Bielma, the Illinois head football coach, and you're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. This Newsmaker segment presented by Busey Bank. We made a bit of news uh, this week during our slight hiatus when the godfather of football recruiting, Mike Farrell, joined the IlliniGuys.com staff. Mike is with us now here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Uh, Mike, welcome to the team. You've been at this now for 25 years. Let's start by telling everyone, how'd you get started in do- doing this? Yeah, uh, way back. So I started um, doing local coverage. I'm in New England um, and I moved up to the Boston area and I started covering Boston College recruiting um, in 1996. So well before, you know, Rivals launched and, and all the other recruiting sites launched and, and it was 900 numbers. You know, if people were calling 900 numbers and trying to explain to their wives why they were calling 900 numbers, it's like, you know, it's really just <laughs> recruiting. I swear it's just recruiting. And, um, and then you know, I got my feet wet with this. It's almost like full circle because that's a, that's a mid-market football program. They have good years and they have down years and they don't recruit five stars and four stars. And, but I went from there and I took it sort of on steroids and I went to, you know, covering other teams. And then I moved back to Connecticut where I grew up and I went to ESPN and I said, you guys are missing out on recruiting. And then I started doing national television. So it went from, you know, BC to regional to national pretty quickly. Um, but it was a lot of hard work and, and a lot of luck. Um, Dave Rebson actually <clears throat> from the big 10 network is the guy that I spoke to at ESPN first and, and got me on the air. So, you know, it's kind of neat because I, I was saying off air, I, I used to run five different team sites. So I know what they want, what the consumer wants, what the fans want, what the message boards are all about. <clears throat> and most of those five were, not Alabama, Ohio State, you know, spoiled fans who just, you know, oh, my God, we have the number two recruiting class. What are we going to do? This is horrible. Um, you know, Alabama complaining, fans complaining about, you know, they got eight five stars, and but this ninth kid should be a five star. It's better sort of to, to dig in deep with these type of programs because I find the stories behind the kids more compelling to me. I, I don't know why. But that's where I that's where I grew up, sort of. So Brett Bielema, you know, I, I started when Dan Henning was at BC, but then Tom O'Brien came in. And you want to talk about guys that are similar. Tom O'Brien, Brett Bielema, you know, very offensively cautious. They like big offensive linemen. They like physical football. They like to run the ball. They like to play defense in a, in a make-you-beat-me type of way, you know, get down the field in 14 plays and try not to make mistakes, see if you could do that. 
uh, they're, they're similar mentalities and coaches and their recruiting um, strategy is similar as well. So that's a great segue into what I'm going to talk about is recruiting strategy. You know, we, we, you mentioned, you know, Alabama, you mentioned, you know, whoever it is, Clemson, Georgia, whoever it is, the guys at the top of the food chain. But when you look at a, a program like Illinois, how important is the recruiting strategy for them if they want to be successful you know, and, and compete in, in for Big Ten titles or, or making, you know, in the Big Ten West or whatever division they're in? It's not, you know, I mean, they're, they're what I call a developmental program, more so than a recruiting program, and they have to be a developmental program. You know, if you get some hotshot coach from the group of five who's a young, let's say P.J. Fleck, okay, let's just use that as an example, and he comes in, uh, and he's, you know, rowing the boat and he's all fired up and there's enthusiasm everywhere, but he's also going after five stars and four stars and, you know, maybe overshooting a little bit at first. Um, and they'll land a couple here and there, uh, and put together solid recruiting classes. Um, sometimes you spend too long on those kids that are going to say no to you. So there's this different feeling. Some people say, well, you're not going to win unless you're, you stay in it. And then other people say, you got to know when to cut ties. You got to know when a kid's just sort of keeping you on his list out of loyalty because he's a home state kid or whatever. So I think the recruiting strategy for Illinois and based on what I've seen, you know, just digging into it a little deeper is developmental players, get kids that fit your scheme, fit your system. Doesn't matter who offered them. Um, sometimes you're going to battle Michigan and, and, and Notre Dame. Other times you're going to be taking a kid who's just got Mac offers. But if he fits what you want to do, uh, take him. And the other part is the summer camp evaluation. So this is what BC did. A lot of their evaluations were kids that were under the radar that came to their summer camp. And they tested them. They ran them through everything. They ran them through different positions. Um, and then at the end of those summer camps, and a lot of them were one-day session kids, some were three- or four-day session kids, um, they would offer them. And people would be like, who's this? This is his first offer. You know, his other offers like Townsend, why are we taking this kid? And you have to trust in the evaluation ability of the coaches because they saw him. So <clears throat> a really good example in this class, because um, I've been going through it, is the tight end, uh, Nathan Gwynn from Vero Beach. A lot of his film is defense. They got to see him, you know, work out as an offensive player as a tight end. They got to test him. They got to see what his broad was. They get to see what his 40 time was. They get to see what his hands are, how he can run routes and all that stuff. I don't have that uh, ability because I wasn't at the summer camp and watching him. So you have to trust that the coaches see a kid that they project at one position and worst case scenario, he can move to a different position. And that's, I think, how Illinois has to, to handle this. If you're Ryan Day, you got a completely different approach. But that's the Illinois approach, I believe. So we've heard um, some folks on our board, uh, and if you go to lineguys.com, you go into the message boards, there's a lot of lively conversations on basketball and football recruiting. And they're concerned about, you know, quarterback Cal Swanson not having a lot of offers. Now, you've looked at quarterbacks for years. What do you think when you take a look at his film that will either make Illini fans feel better or make them go, uh-oh? Well, the one question that, that you just continues as you watch this film over and over again is his arm strength and long-term arm strength. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Kyle Trask 
who was a backup to Derek King in Texas, ended up at Florida, had a great career. Now he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, backup to a guy named Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. You know, didn't have the greatest physical skills in the world. You know, he can extend the play. He's not a runner. Um, his arm isn't elite. It's good enough. Um, he can make all the intermediate throws. Sometimes it hangs in the deep ball. Sometimes the out will hang a little bit too. But he's 6'3". He's 185 pounds. He's thin. Um, you know, he's still getting stronger. And you have to project and assume as he gets stronger, he gets his base stronger, um, especially, you know, in his legs and his hips. It, the ball's going to come out faster. You know, there's going to be an increase in, in arm strength. Other than that, he's got everything you'd kind of want. I think he's a little bit underrated. Um, and, and I don't know why. Quarterbacks are a mystery to me. So sometimes you get kids who have, and it's just a copycat industry, first of all. So it's a complete copycat. So if a kid gets an offer, let's say he's an Oklahoma kid. He gets an offer from Oklahoma State. Everybody in that region is going to go look back and, and watch his film again and say, what are we missing here? Gundy likes him. Why don't we? So right. Oklahoma will look at him, TCU, Texas Tech, even Texas, all those schools. You know, he gets an offer from Illinois. Mm, Oklahoma area schools don't care. Um, that's not a threat to them. Um, and I think that's the situation here where this offer was sort of out of their recruiting territory. Uh, they didn't really worry about it. They went on and got their own guys. And now it's a situation where you're in August and you just have to worry about programs that whiffed on quarterbacks that might come in and try to, to flip them. But, you know, all indications are that he's solid and uh, he understands that he was Illinois' first choice and everybody else's eighth. And that's a big difference. Um, so I like him. He's not a, I mean, he, to me, I'm still got in my head the old 5-7 rivals, 5-8, the star system that I actually came up with, um, yeah. which I don't. <laughs> I, it came up with it long ago. We never changed it. I didn't like it. You know, like what's a 5-8? Who knows what a 5-8 is? I don't, you know, you know it's a low four-star. You know 5-7 is a high five-star, a three-star. But you'd be like, wouldn't it be easier to just do like a 100 scale, which other people have come up with, or maybe a 10-point scale, something. Um, but I'm still stuck on that five seven five eight. So if I were ranking this kid, he would be a five seven. Um, he, he's, I see, you know, most people have him as a low three star. I would have him as a high three star. The lack of the arm being average is what's holding him back. So is there a so as you kind of you know we we delve into you know Illinois football recruiting? Um, do you do is there another kid you mentioned one you know the the tight end but there's is there anyone else in this class that you kind of look at and say i think this kid might be uh really good or this kid might be really underrated besides the ones you mentioned yeah i'm, I'm still going through the defense um, what i like to do is i like to go through and then not even hone in on a position and then i go through again and hone in on where they're projected to play um so that's why you know the tight end was intriguing to me because most of the stuff is done on, uh, on defense. Um, the defense is a more defensive class. You know, Antoine Hayden stands out to me, you know, a kid from East St. Louis, 
as a kid who might be a little bit undervalued. I still got to go back and watch him again. And then I think TJ McMillan for the intangibles, um, because he's a center. He's a he's an aggressive physical kid. He's a leader. He's a coach's son. These are all things that that Brett Bielema and any old school football coach will love. Are you a captain? Is your team a winner? Are you a leader? You learn from your dad as a football coach, so you're smart. We can project you. He plays defense and offense, so he plays defensive tackle. Is your film defensive mentality? Are you aggressive? Do you play angry? This kid does. He does have some limitations. You know, he's 6'3", he's 270. He's not very, he's not very powerful right now when it comes to explosion off the line and things like that. He, he'll get to 305 and be one of those, I think, potential, you know, second team, third team, all Big Ten centers. So Hayden and McMillan sort of stand out to me, but I'm still, I'm still going through this. Um, it's, it's interesting because, again, you know, Caden Fagan would be on my radar. You know, he's a, he's a top 250 kid in the country, and he would be the only one that would be on my radar because I was dealing with – I'm dealing with number one player to, like, 300, and the rest – the regional guys handle. Um, so looking at these guys for the first time is, is intriguing to me. And, and it's bringing me back to the old, old, old days of being a regional analyst and kind of digging in on film and seeing what I'm missing. So um, how exactly would you um, describe the recruiting strategy that uh, coach B used when he was at Wisconsin? And do you think it would be applicable here at Illinois. Yeah. So Fagan is a great example. You know, he's, he's a six foot two, 240 pound kid. He could be a running back in Brett Bielema's system. Now I don't think he's fast enough to be a big 10 running back. He's a one cut guy. Uh, but you know, Braylon Allen who accelerated his graduation, who had a great freshman year, he was more of a defensive player in high school as well. And he went to Wisconsin. He got bigger, he got faster. And he's now one of the best running backs in the country. Um, Fagan could do that. I project him as a defensive player, you know, probably a stand-up linebacker, the blitz. And, but the system is what's important in any other system, and not any other, but in 95% of the systems out there, he's a defensive player. There's no spot for him because he's an H-back to many. Um, and that's it. And they don't use H-backs anymore, really. Um, so when I look at what Bielema did at Wisconsin, he had a blueprint that he was given. Barry Alvarez still runs Wisconsin, and he always will until the day he passes. You know, so every coach that's gone to Wisconsin knows this is what you have to do. You, this is the offense we run. I want my quarterbacks not to make mistakes, you know, barring a Russell Wilson transfer. Um, I want my offensive lineman big, nasty, mean. Um, you know, we're going to probably be two wides three if it's long yardage um, and we're going to run the ball down your throat and we're going to play solid defense with guys that are tough, physical can run to the football. And that's kind of what I see him trying to accomplish in this class is you want to be tougher and, and more physical than the opponent. And in the fourth quarter, you want them to wear down. Um, so that's why, you know, when I, when I look at where a kid's committed, you know, Fegan, if he was committed to, Ohio State, I'd be like, okay, it's, he's on defense. But he's very intriguing because you just don't know. The offensive and defensive coaches sort of argue over certain kids. 
And the head coach, of course, makes the final decision. And, and, and Brett Bielema, I don't know him. You know, he's not a talkative human being and he doesn't like media people. Um, <laughs> but he likes big running backs who are very athletic. Uh, yep. and, and so when I see this kid, I'm like, hmm, he might just be licking his chops. Uh, it's it, seeing this kid come in. And that's kind of what I see. The Wisconsin, Arkansas was slightly different, but not much. But that's his mold. That's what he likes to do. His name is Mike Farrell, and we are thrilled that he is uh, the newest Illini guy. That is just a taste of uh, the stuff he's bringing, um, boy, all the time on the front page and in the in the message form. Mike, again, welcome to the team, and we can't wait to have you back on the show again soon. It's going to be fun, and as you can tell, I talk a lot. So uh, twenty-minute right? hits are going to be like four questions. Right <laughs> <laughs> in up. with this group. That's I'll, great. I'll, I'll tell you what: if 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 Mike's the godfather of recruiting, and we're in a copycat industry, I would like to be the godfather of pizza eating. Anybody okay with that? We're okay. We're okay. Yeah, with it, that. Self-proclaimed title. Just, Just go with that, Mike. Yeah. Whatever works for you. I didn't give myself that name. People think I do. People think I'm an egomaniac, all this other stuff. I was given that name in probably 2004 by a radio host named Chris Childers, who does a national show now. And he just saw me coming down to Nashville every other week. And I carried myself like a mobster, apparently. And he said, you, you, you know, is that a compliment, that time, Mike? I, I don't know. I was doing national television at the time. And he's like, you're the godfather of recruiting. And I said, okay. And he kept saying it and saying it and saying it on the radio and it stuck. And I'm like, well, this is good branding. I'll take oh. it. And now my logo is the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so sometimes you don't have to like be good at what you're doing. Pizza eating. <laughs> you just have to have someone else give oh, you that title. Oh, Mike is good at that. Trust yeah. me. That's Cagley's. Okay. That's his, well, then somebody else should give him thing. that nickname. It's his best attribute. That's it. why we chose him. Just keep saying it. Just him. keep saying it and it'll stick. There we are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We will leave it there. Uh, he's the godfather, Mike Farrell, godfather of football recruiting. Again, thanks for joining us and look forward to talking with you uh, very soon here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. Illini football, we will talk more. Camp is in session. That's next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, Patrick Quinn work on the audio board for us. The Illini opened the second preseason camp in the Brett Bielema era last Saturday. A different feel to be sure. COVID restrictions lifted. The locker room knows what's expected. And that's a, it's a different expectation, change uh, from years past. And Bielema's first full recruiting class is on board as he begins to model this roster into more of what he's looking for. Uh, here's Coach Bielema earlier this week talking about his quarterbacks and especially Art Sikowski. And we'll chat on the other side. I would say overall, yeah, from Skelly's to even just Indies to, um, you know, nice passing there again today. Um, yeah, I definitely think he feels, I'm sure he probably said it, right? Like he definitely, without a doubt, uh, you know, and this was kind of a big day for him to get through four straight days of throwing. So um, I'm excited. I feel good for him. I know the kids like him having him out there. And uh, Tommy, I thought, had an exceptional good day today, today as well. So 
Uh, even Donovan Leary came in there and did some nice things today, which was nice. Coach, when it comes to you with quarterback over the course of your career, has that kind of changed how you deal with it, you know, year to year? Be different now than when you first started it? Um, I'm, I'm sure I've, not just quarterbacks, to be honest, but I've, I've evolved with right. all positions. One thing I always say to quarterbacks when I'm recruiting them, um, uh, when, when they sign, you know, before they get here, um, after they're here, you know, I have individual meetings with those guys a lot of times. We'll, we'll talk about how we want to play the game. Uh, I always tell quarterbacks, I tell their parents especially, right, like uh, quarterbacks and head coaches are a lot alike, right? You probably get way too much credit when things go well and you get way too much blame uh, when they don't go well. But as a head coach, that's what I sign up for, right? That's why I get paid what I do. And, but as a quarterback, you really, that's not fair to them, right, uh, unlike any other position. So um, if I can ever do anything to pull the pressure off the quarterback, um, Sure, you guys saw last year, even with kind of the not musical chairs, but two, between two guys, there was a lot of in and out, in and out, and I, you know, I was very uh, supportive and conscientious of that and everything I said and did. Um, and and I just think if you ever, if the quarterback ever feels that he loses his head coach, he doesn't have a chance, right? And and um, um, I haven't been put in that position very often in my career, but uh, I really like our quarterback room. Uh, even a guy like Kirk Michel just came in today and did a nice little Devo uh, uh, period at the end. It was very impressive. It's easy to see Barry knows what he's doing, um, and, and uh, the guys really respect what he says. Have you had years where you were surprised by somebody maybe a quarterback doing maybe more than you thought? Has that ever happened where you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, know, I, um, you know, I think back my first year, I signed a young man, Scott Tolzien, who was the last scholarship I ever gave in that recruiting class. and. You know, he took us to 10 win seasons in our first Big Ten championship. And, and I think he came in, uh, was sitting maybe third or fourth, earned a starting role, uh, took us to a 10 win season, and, and was very diligent in the way he approached the game. Um, uh, Russell Wilson, I'm sure, you know, just because I hadn't been around him. Uh, Brandon Allen was another guy when I was at Arkansas that, you know, he's yeah. still playing in the league. Uh, you just see the nuances that they have. And really, a quarterback, you really don't get to know him until you see when the bullets are flying against him, right? Uh, it's one thing to be a, a guy when things are going well, but when things are against him, that's when you learn. Coach, it seems, it seems like talking with uh, Coach Lenny earlier this week that the, the vibe I got was the, the more he sees these kids and gets to know the personality he's got, the more confidence he has in the offense. Is, is that a good read of it? Yeah, think? I think anybody that's a play caller, right, they they get to know not only the Q, which is, you know, Barry coaches them, but the supporting cast around them. A guy like Hank Beatty had a great day today, you know, kind of flashed and made a couple of plays in the red area. Um, you know, I think it, it's important for us to not lose sight that Art missed the entire spring, right? So he's he's literally in practice four since Penn State week. Not only did he not, you know, go through spring ball, he missed, you know, the Iowa preparation, he missed the Northwestern preparation, uh, Minnesota, right? Like he missed three or four games down the back end, didn't go through spring ball. So uh, Art's going through some things just naturally that have to go through. Obviously, quarterback's the position that we, um, you know, everybody – talks about and everybody asks about because it's the, you know, the most important position on the field. But, you know, I, I think Illinois has some, I, I think if we're looking for quarterbacks to win the game, they may not have the right quarterbacks, but if they have need quarterbacks who can manage the game, I think they may have the right quarterbacks, make a play here or there, run the football. I, I, I like where they're, where they're at. What are, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I've seen, an, obviously we haven't seen a lot yet, from these guys, but it's good to have a couple of healthy veterans um, back there to go along with maybe some talented young guys. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, um, Matt Stevens and I did a podcast on focus on the Illini quarterbacks uh, that we released last on Tuesday. 
And it was uh, very interesting. You know, when you look at Art Sikowski, I really felt bad that last year so many Illini fans got frustrated with him when you consider that uh, he played the whole season hurt. And obviously the coaches can't say that because then every defensive coordinator in the Big Ten is going after the injured shoulder. But um, it, I think it's great to have both Tommy DeVito, and I'm excited to have Sikowski healthy behind him. Uh, there's a lot of hope, I think, with this Illini quarterbacking that we haven't really felt in quite a long time. Yeah, we're going to hear from both quarterbacks here in just a few minutes, and um, it was great to listen to Art Sikowski this week talk about uh, just how good he felt. Of course, he's always so upbeat. I mean, and, and yeah. the guy, that, that voice, he's got a – future in broadcast and TV if he doesn't uh, if football doesn't work out for him. Hey, speaking of Matt Stevens, are the Illini guys football writer and analyst. We're going to bring him in next to get his take. We'll talk more about the quarterbacks, talk about the defense as well next on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This segment presented by OSF Healthcare. Fighting a lot of football camp opened last Saturday, and it's full steam ahead to Wyoming on the 27th. We're going to lasso up some Cowboys. You know, we need to catch a Prince. We can roll his lasso maybe and 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 get in here and get the Cowboys. Uh, here's defensive coordinator Ryan Walters talking about the veteran play early on. Just the consistency with like the details, especially when you're on the field. Um, just his football awareness, and their ID informations, and calling out splits and. Um, you know, trying to call a route contest before you see them. Um, you know, Coach B had an example today, you know, just showing individual to the team and like the details with his, where his eyes are, where his, where his, uh, you know, his, his feet are. And um, it just, the, the, he loves football and it, it shows up on the field for sure. He's a big talker, I know that. Yeah. What's your policy with that? <laughs> I love it. I, I tell him, you better start talking. You better make the game personal. Otherwise, um, you know, it's hard to play defense if you don't, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about having fun out there and, and making it competitive. Um, so it's, it's good to talk a little bit. He's seen some guys like Tony and, and Nate go to the pros. Mm -hmm. do, do you think he's got that kind of potential? What's I hope so. Him? I mean, if, if he does, that's, it's good for us, right? Um, but, I, you know, I think he's, he's, he hasn't even reached his potential yet. Um, you know, he's physically more mature than he was a year ago. And you know, when he's on, it's, it's, it's pretty special. So, you know, I think he's, he's for sure one of those guys that could um, make a career out of this thing. Is there anything maybe you saw in the spring or limited time in the summer that you thought something needed to address early in, uh, in training camp with your defense? Um, I don't know if there's any one thing where I was like, man, we really got to get better at, at this. You know, there's, there's, you're trying to figure out the roster with the departure of some of the guys. Um, you know, schematically, we, we shared up some things. Um, you know, going back and looking at uh, some self scout stuff. Uh, so we've tweaked some some scheme stuff and some concepts here and there, um, but I don't know if there's any one glaring area where I was like, no, we have to get this correctly. Now. Coach, 
which was a new scheme on the other side of the ball. Um, it's not really predicated on ball control or time of possession. Uh, does that put some extra stress on your guys? No, I mean, it's, you know, those guys, um, it's putting extra stress on us during practice, that's for sure. Um, you know, Coach Lonnie, I, I love what he's doing. Um, you know, it makes you play with all 11. Um, you know, we're seeing so many different concepts, so many different formations, uh, so many different uh, play types. Um, it's, it's, it's good catalog for us to be able to um, see things and, and that we're going to see throughout the year. Um, so as far as like time, I'm not, I'm not concerned with that. All we, all we care about is, is wins and losses. I'm not, you know, I'm not into rankings and and you know trying to make one side of the ball better than the other. That's not that's not what we're, we're here for. We're here to win games. And um, the last time I checked, that we scored more points than the other team. Usually wins. So um, I think that's that's what Money's trying to do here. And and um, and we're all for it. Have you seen the chemistry between Tyreek and CJ come back? I know that. Obviously, CJ misses every game except the opener, right. and you had him in the spring. But is that is that kind of back now? Do they have a? Do they? Do you see them playing at the level they were going you know, into last year? Yeah, it's it's you know, like you said. You know, CJ only played that first game, uh, not even the whole game. Sure. And Tyreek wasn't a starter then. You know what I mean? So uh, they never really played with each other. Um, you know, it is good to have CJ back and, and out out there comfortable. Um, you know, Tyreek is, uh, you know, he's, he's made progress from where he was a year ago, and he played really good football a year ago. So um, those guys are, are doing a good job of talking. You know, the whole defense is doing a, a really good job of communicating. Um, I think the chemistry with, with all 11 is kind of what we're looking for, not, not just the chemistry between a couple of individuals. Matt Stevens, a lot of guys, football writer and analyst with us now. Matt, just a few days into camp, uh, how about this defense? What are you seeing right now? Two things. One, I think they're starting to just figure out the most, arguably the most, the biggest question mark on this defense, which is you're trying to replace Owen Carney and Isaiah Gay on the outside for your rush linebackers, pass rusher type, you know, position. And I think, you know, I wrote a story that's, excuse me, that's already up on IlliniGuys.com about Seth Coleman and how this staff really feels like this could be a transformative year for him. He really came on really early last year. Uh, suffered an injury right before that game against Wisconsin and then could never get that momentum back. And I think he's he's done a really good job in the weight room with Tank Wright, and I think he's done a really good job uh, in the spring, and, and they're really impressed with him over this first week of fall camp. Uh, who will be opposite of him is, is another big question mark. But uh, the other one that's interesting, the other interesting aspect to me is up front. Um, I, I see big things out of the law firm, you know, Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton, um, and I see big things out of, potentially a nose tackle position, because if it's not going to happen for Calvin Avery now, it's not going to happen ever. And I do think RJ uh, Wilkins, the transfer from Vanderbilt is, is a big impact player at 315 pounds that you can stick in the middle of that defense and, and feel pretty good about Terrence Jameson's got a lot more bodies and a lot more athletic dudes that he can rotate in and out um, in that spot. And, and that was not the case last year. Yep. Matt, you, you mentioned that. And that's interesting. Interesting thing you brought up with uh, the defensive line. Last year, in, in a few games, they played a little conservative offensively, punted and turned it over the defense. But the defense was exhausted at that point because they didn't have the, the depth maybe that they needed. And, and they gave up some long drives at the end, even though they played great for 55 minutes. The last five minutes, they kind of got tired. You think that can be alleviated now with the depth they have on that defensive line? Definitely with the bigger bodies too, Brad. I, I, I think uh, I think Keith Randolph is now more prepared to play a lot more snaps after going through a full year last year. Johnny Newton's prepared to do the exact same thing. 
But I think guy, adding guys like Bryce Barnes um, on that defensive line and, and the way that he looks coming out of the spring and coming out of a winter conditioning program with Tank allows for them to potentially throw him in there. And, and I think that they're going to do some really weird things with with some of the guys that they have up front. Um, you know, again, Gabe Yakis is going to play outside linebacker, but I think you could see him in a stand-up rush defensive end type situation as a true freshman cause some havoc. He's one of the two freshmen that Brett Bielema has already talked about. He is expecting something out of in his true freshman year. So there, there's there's spots there. And, and like I said, I mean, even though T. Rod Edwards right now is still in a green no contact jersey, and I don't know if that's going to stop being the case, maybe even before the, you know, as we get into game week preparation for Wyoming. But I still think they're going to have at least three bodies with T. Rod with RJ Wilkins and then with Calvin Avery that they can rotate in and out at that nose tackle position. And you just don't want those 300 plus bodies, you know, playing more than 40 plus, maybe even 50 snaps in a, in a game. And uh, you know, JMO was asked a lot. He asked a lot out of Virtus Brown. Um, oh, and Virtus Brown, I'm sorry. Uh, added him in there, the former offensive lineman. Um, he asked a lot out of Virtus Brown, Calvin Avery and, and Rod Perry last year. And, and I, I don't know if he's going to have to do that as much this year in 2022. So obviously the other question on defense is um, how do they replace Kirby Joseph? You know, you got a guy who's running around playing DB in the NFL now. Um, what type of gap has he created and, and who's there to fill it? Well, I think Quan Martin is a guy that you can see, you know, not maybe filling that exact spot in the defense from a from a scheme positional standpoint, but maybe having a breakout year. Um, there, there are there are there are a lot of redshirt freshmen that are going to be in that possibility that they they didn't have to play last year because guys like Tony Adams and Devin Witherspoon and Sidney Brown, again Kirby Joseph, they were able to hold it down, and Quan Martin was a part of that as well. I, 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 th I see big things out of Quan this year. There's a reason why Brett Bielema brought him to media days because I think he thinks he's going to have a big season. He can play so many different positions because already in his Illini career, he's already had to play corner, nickel, and safety. So anywhere you want to put him, and we all know that nobody stays completely healthy through a 12-13 game regular season. But uh, but I don't know. The, the interesting thing about your question, Mike, is it, it's it's absolutely a fair question, but I don't know in, in August of last season we were talking about the impact that Kirby Joseph yeah. have on this defense. So I really think that Ryan Walters scheme and the way that he coaches his guys, they almost expect for somebody to come out of nowhere like Kirby did. And it'll be interesting to see which one of these young DBs that maybe didn't have to play last year can emerge just like Kirby did last year. Talking with Matt Stevens here, Illini guys, football writer and analyst on this segment presented by OSF healthcare more with Matt after a quick timeout. And then we'll hear from new Illini quarterback, Tommy DeVito. After this, you're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. 
UC's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at UC Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. I feel great. I'm really excited. Like I said, it was just, it's, it's, I feel great just being out there with the guys again. You know what I mean? When, when you get hurt for a long period of time and you're out, you know, it's kind of tough. And now I'm back to doing what I love to do. So it's awesome. What was that moment like when you got the call that you were, maybe you were in the office when you were cleared fully to throw? What was that like? Yeah, it was almost like an acclimation period. Like it kind of happened slowly over time. But, you know, just stepping out there on the practice field, it's like, holy smokes, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was just uh, really excited, really excited. I mean, another year, another quarterback competition. Yeah. What's, what did you learn last year, or yeah. maybe even in the past, you can carry over into this one? Just gotta, just gotta. You versus you, gotta worry about getting better every single day, and not really worry about everybody else. Kind of just worry about you, and just getting better each and every single day, and taking it each day for what it is. What's a heart healthy art look different? How does that look different than what you got, what you've been experiencing when you throw since you got here? I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys decide that. I'll go out there and prove it every day. But uh, I definitely feel a lot more confident in my arm. Um, I feel great, and I can I can throw it how I want to. You know, uh, last year was tough for me, and kind of had to know my limitations in a way. But that's there's no more limitations. I can just let it rip now. That's a lot. I quarterback Art Sikowski, who's back in live drills for the first time, as as Coach Bielema mentioned a moment ago, uh, since no mid November, after that season-ending injury with surgeries on his arm and shoulder in the weeks that followed. Uh, d- did you notice that quarterbacks give the quickest answers? You notice that? I mean, they. they in our business, it's they talk in sound bites. I mean, they got to get their point across in like 10 seconds, right? Uh, Matt Stevens of IlliniGuys.com still with us. Uh, Matt, have you seen Art throw yet? Have you got a chance to witness um, if he looks healthy? You know, Larry, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And in our 15-minute <laughs> window, I don't think I have yet. But here's the deal. I think uh, I've seen Tommy throw. Uh, there's video out there of that. Um, look, I don't think Art's a good enough liar to come into us and tell us, you know, I can just let it rip now and it's, we're all good. He didn't do that last year. You know, he deflected every question that was asked to him about his right arm. Even after the opener, he didn't do that this time. And Art's not a good enough liar to, to get away with this. So I imagine, um, and I've said this to Kegs on, on an earlier podcast that we had on IlliniGuys.com, you know, I don't know if mentally or physically college football has seen what Art Tchaikovsky can do yet. And the physical part is if he, if Art says he can let it rip, there's a reason why he was a four-star guy and a top 10, you know, pocket passer quarterback coming out of IMG that Rutgers thought was going to save the program. So there's a potential there for Illinois to start two guys that have over 10 plus starts in college football in the transfer portal era. When I get a day off, good luck with that. uh, I'll (laughs) probably look around the country and see what's, what, what other school has that possibility going into this year? And I would imagine it's a single-digit number. So I think Illinois is in a very, very unique situation at quarterback that they feel like they can get through probably a 13-game season. Yeah, that's a great point. Sikowski in competition with fellow Jersey boy Tommy DeVito, the Syracuse transfer, happy to get back on the field as well. Exciting. So happy to be back out there on the field. Um, it's a little different this time. You know, we got some warmer weather. Uh, you know, spring ball is cold, windy, you know, that whole deal. Uh, some snow on the ground, so it's been good to be out here in the heat with the guys, just have fun playing football again. So Art said, you guys go back sometime. Like, you've got quite a history together. What, what do you time. remember about the first time meeting him, and then what's it like just being reunited with him? Right, a long time. I don't know if I mentioned that in my recruiting. I think I did at some point, but I don't know if I went into depth about it. So I want to say it was middle school for sure. It's probably around like eighth grade. Yeah. It's probably around there. It's probably around like 
13, 14 years old. We had the same quarterback coach at the time, so you know he was from uh, further South Jersey than I am. So he would always take that drive up, and every Saturday we would have like quarterback workouts, quarterback clinics. So we would always see each other on Saturdays, compete that whole thing all throughout, you know, high school, and then you know the first couple years of college, and then you know it was we've known each other for a long time, you know, week in week out, being able to push each other even when we were young. So we've seen each other grow and flourish over the time, and it's been an awesome relationship. Is that crazy being in a Big Ten quarterback battle with him now after all these years? It's yeah, it is. That's the word I would use. It's crazy. You know, it's funny how people's paths cross, and you never know when you're going to be back with somebody. So you never burn any bridges, and you know, it's, we've always had a good relationship, and it's only gotten stronger now. What do you remember about Art as a 14-year-old? He was always huge. He, you know, he's a big dude. You know what I mean? Like he was always big when he was younger too. Like you could tell, like his hands were always just giant. And um, yeah, that, that that was really it. You know, he could always throw the ball. But you know, just watching him grow. And obviously, he went through some bumps and bruises. You know, at Rutgers, same way. I kind of did Syracuse. Just see us to be able to talk and relate to each other. You know, it was, it was really good for us, and it's really good for us right now. What have you found the spring and even the summer work you were able to do with the ball with Coach Lunny has helped you even three, four days in? So much. Like, you could tell the difference of the team, even from, obviously, the first day of spring ball, learning the offense from the last day of spring ball, the last practice after the spring game. The difference from now to the first day of fall camp is a huge jump, and I think that's just a tribute to how much time and effort we put in throughout the summer and throwing routes, you know, getting in the film room and just watching and really just learning and dialing in, you know. It's just a giant difference, especially in the tempo. You could tell the tempo, everything is so much faster. Us just seeing signals, being able to play fast and do it fast, it's just a giant jump. I guess with you and I, you kind of talked about both of you guys bonding and learning over kind of taking your bumps to other schools. What did you guys kind of learn from those experiences? Just adversity. You know, we had a talk yesterday about it, and that's kind of fresh in my mind. But, um, you know, adversity, that's what football is all about. Whether it's on the field, you know, you can look at the best team in the country, whoever you call it, even the NFL, anything. There's always going to be ups and downs in the game. It's about staying level. It's about staying in the middle and how you grow from adversity and how you react to it. You have shown that you can get it done. You had one really good season. I think it was 19, 2019. Oh. What's the keys to getting back to that? Staying healthy. That's number one for sure. That's in any sport at any level. Biggest thing is staying healthy, taking care of your body, and then mentally just, you know, from then to now, how much I've grown mentally, you know, just being able to learn, like learn how to watch film better. You know, that's a big thing, especially for young guys, you know, so young guys, like the three younger guys we have in the room, that's just us, the older guys are helping them, like how you watch this, how you, what are you looking for when you're watching? So I think the biggest jump from 19 that is mentally, you know, just going out there, just trusting myself, trusting my teammates, and getting back on track and even better. Another guy with a lot of experience, a uh, guy who's uh, very confident. You know, Larry mentioned they're, they're quick to answer because uh, these guys are confident. They know what they're doing. They're, they're veterans that you don't have that young guy kind of trying to feel his way through. These guys know what they're supposed to do. I, Matt, I, I got to believe that's a strength, especially having two guys. You know, a lot of times have one, but having two guys, because neither one of these guys are likely to play every snap this year, even if they are the starting quarterback. Is that pretty accurate? You know, Brad, it's almost like these quarterbacks eventually know they're going to go into television, right? Um, we all talk about <laughs> art going into coaching, but we we looked at each other and we're like, dude, if this guy wants to go into TV, they'll probably have a spot for him somewhere, um, too. No, I, I, like I said, I think Illinois is in a very – and Brett Bielema specifically, I don't know how he pulled this off, quite frankly, guys, but, like, he in the transfer portal era, he did a really good job of figuring out I need two veteran guys that know how to manage a college football game and have done it before multiple times in big situations. That's what Illinois got going into this 2022 opener. And boy, if there's anybody that knows how it can switch on a dime, it's Brett Bielema and Art Sitkowski, because in the middle of the first quarter of last year's opener, he's throwing Art Sitkowski in this ball game because Brandon Peters gets hurt. So um, I think there's a competition that's going on with quarterback 
I feel like it would be very, very shocking to me if Tommy DeVito isn't the starter. But I do feel like Art Sikowski is the perfect guy. And I talked to their private quarterback coach in Jersey, Leon Clark, about this earlier this week, guys. Art's the perfect guy to, if he quote-unquote loses this quarterback competition, understands it's a four-month season, and I'm probably going to be needed at some point this year. And, and I think judging by how you know, the sport works and how, how long this season is, Brett Bielema is the first one to understand. I probably need to have multiple quarterbacks just in case. Guys, I remember when they put Ryan Johnson in the game for a snap last year at Minnesota, and it was just such a treacherous moment. We are just getting started with the season. Matt Stevens, Illini Guys, football writer and analyst. Uh, hey, we appreciate the knowledge. We'll talk to you next week. Not a problem. See you guys. All right. As Matt said, Matt, hey, Matt. Has, by the way, Matt has killed it. Let, let's just get that out real quick before the top of the hour. Matt has killed it the past two weeks with his stuff from Big Ten Media Days and from the first week uh, here of camp. Um, get to IlliniGuys.com and get in there. He has got some tremendous writing. Uh, really worked really hard these last two weeks, and we're thrilled that he's a part of our team. Hey, more to come. we got to take a quick break here for local stations. More to come, though, on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It's the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, the best site for insider Illini stuff. You know, it's really a shame that we don't like each other. Larry Smith and Mike Kingley, Brad Sturdy, these wise acres give me a hard time in the break, but that's okay. Well, we, I can I can live with that. Uh, in case you're wondering, by the way, the first Illini team in action this fall semester is the women's soccer team. A couple of exhibitions, and then they take the pitch on the 18th versus Illinois State. Illinois volleyball spotlighted this week in the first ever Big Ten Media Days for volleyball. They're in action on August 26th. That's also the date of the Illini guys golf outing that day at Atkins Golf Club and the Illini guys pre pregame party at Guido's in Champaign as well. Uh, that night, you, the Illini guys were everywhere. You, you, you can't get away from us. By the way, about volleyball, um, our student correspondent, uh, Zan Bando, great piece that he wrote on the volleyball media days. And that's on the front page right now of IlliniGuys.com. And then, of course, it's now that's the day before the football opener. That other thing happening that weekend, Illinois versus Wyoming. Uh, all that's coming up. And we'll talk more football here a bit uh, in just a few minutes here this hour. Uh, but Brad Sturdy, let's talk a little hoops. What's the latest now with uh, the Illini basketball team? Well, after after Matthew Meyer arrived, um, you know, July, I think it was 8th, right around that time period. Now, all all those 11 guys are on campus. The only the, uh, you know, the, the Frenchman, uh, Zachary Perrion, yeah, who is playing in the FIBA, uh, world tournament over the European championships. Uh, he's the only guy not there right now. So the other guys are all there, all the scholarship players, plus a couple of walk-ons, you know, uh, Connor Servan and, and uh, Paxson Warden, who we don't mention a lot about those walk-ons. Those guys are pretty good. So, um, but the, yeah, they're, they're really, this is a different team. This is an athletic team. They're long, they're bigger. They have a lot of good positional size. They don't maybe have a big behemoth or an aircraft carrier in the middle. But they have so many guys now who can put it on the floor, who can get out and transition, attack the basket, get into the paint. Um, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a different look. And there may be times when they're that when it's ugly early. But this team has so much. They're so much different than they were a year ago. So, so Brad, we we've got a lot of uh, you can go out onto Twitter and and you know see some some highlights here and there. 
who's had a good summer that really advanced themselves in the eyes of the coaches and, and probably their teammates? Well, I don't think there's any question that it is uh, Coleman Hawkins. Um, Coleman Hawkins, from a maturity standpoint, not to mention the fact that he's, you know, he's developed his game. He's continues to get stronger. He, he can, um, you know, he can, he, he can make the perimeter jump shot has improved. He's got more lift on his jumper. Um, he's just and leadership. I, I think maturity Coleman's a veteran now, you know, he's been through the wars. Maturity is such a huge part of the development for these guys. You know, lots of, you know, he's always had the six ten and had skills, but they're, they're using him in so many different ways, versatile-wise. They, imagine putting, taking him, you know, people say, well, he can't play this or he can't do this. Putting him at center and then using him in a ball screen, making the other team's center come out and guard him off a ball screen. I mean, those are things that really other teams can't do, that versatility. So these are there's going to be a lot of things, and LA's got to figure out what works, find matchups and things. But this is uh, – Hawkins has probably been the guy who I think has made the biggest leap uh, this summer. And, and, you know, and the other guy would be R.J. Melendez. Um, you know, we know that some of the veterans can play, but R.J. Melendez is uh, – he's beefed up. Um, he's 210 pounds now. You wow. know, and he – yeah, he was uh, he was 180 when he arrived on campus. And now he's 210 pounds a year later, and and I, I'm guessing it isn't. Now I gained 30 pounds, probably not the same type of 30 pounds that he gains. <laughs> I'm just guessing. It's more like the maybe the 30 pounds I gained when I was 18. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a little bit different when you're doing that stuff. But but yeah, he's a uh, you know he's just really gotten stronger, and that's going to allow him to finish, do more things from an athletic standpoint and get to the basket and be more, it also brings confidence too. So those are the guys that I'd mentioned making big steps. You know, men's basketball, a lot to talk about uh, as we continue here, getting into um, the year, by the way, Kendrick Prince and his recruiting roundup just minutes away. We'll check in uh, with him in a few minutes. Also Adelia McKenzie, the women's team coming up later this hour. Uh, let's talk uh, briefly here. Big 10 expansion uh, remains in the headlines. Nothing to announce at the moment other than the late June news that you already know about, of course, USC and UCLA jumping to the Big Ten in the summer of 2024. Uh, But just because there's no announcement right now, it still feels like we can be sure that conversations are ongoing and you just never know when the next shoe might drop. It it could be next week or or it could be next year, but you know it's coming. Yeah, there's going to be movement changes in the big 10 changes in the ACC SEC. I think the big 12 may, may uh, add some teams and the PAC 12 may cease to exist. So it's, it's hard to see. It's hard to really say what's going to happen, but things are going to change. It's not going to stay like it is um, because these conferences just can't stay afloat with the teams. They're losing um, some of these other conferences. Yeah. I, I would think that there's, uh, there's a lot of variables in this, but one would assume that there has to be some sort of discussions going on, even, you know, maybe as we're on the air right now. Um, and and the, we won't know until everything's done because we've seen with Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC and USC and UCLA to the, to the Big Ten, there was no warning. It just, it just happened. So, you know, it could get to Monday after this weekend that you could hear, you know, somebody's moving to the Big Ten and um, or it could be a year from now. But I, I, I agree with Brad and, and Larry, you had a great article on that on AlliniGuys.com. Um, it, it is going to keep evolving. There's just no doubt. 
too much money at stake. There is. And when you look at the reports that of the exclusive media negotiations going on with the Pac-12 with the 10 teams that are left, uh, they were getting between what, 30 and 35 million reportedly per school with USC and UCLA that reportedly now is down to like 24 million per school. You just can't compete with the big boys if you've got Big Ten schools and SEC schools making 80 to 100 million a year. You just can't. So so this is why, I mean, it, it's great that they're having this, this period, but it's just, it's, just, it's just not sustainable. I really think my theory is that the, right now the issue is ACC schools who would like more money negotiating with ESPN to try to get out. And that's my guess. I think that may be the next shoe to drop. My question for you guys is the elephant in the room, Notre Dame. We've heard talk that they want $75 million a year and their media rights feeds to stay independent. Has that ship sailed for the Big Ten, or do you think that's still uh, those are conversations still ongoing? Definitely still ongoing. I, I don't think the ship has sailed at all. I think there's more people interested in getting rights now, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I, th- I think with Notre Dame, there's always going to be a bias towards uh, older and more and more wealthy alumni wanting to stay independent for a variety of reasons, most of which don't make any sense to people who can count. But um, <laughs> the bottom, the bottom line is, is I think mm. you will, you know, Notre Dame's going to be out there. The team that really intrigues me the most is those rumors that came out and then they were shut down almost immediately. That Texas A&M was like, we, we spent our whole lives getting away from Texas we went to the SEC, and now Texas is following us. Boy, they would be a mighty nice fit in the Big Ten, and it would open up recruiting for Big Ten teams. I, I that's the one that has me intrigued. I, 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 I'm with you. I think that if you're if you're the Big Ten, you sit back and you say, well, let's add a Texas school, Texas A&M. Let's add the second biggest brand out there at Pastor Notre Dame. That's North Carolina. Let's maybe grab a Florida school, possibly. Um, AAU is important. Maybe Florida doesn't leave, but maybe Miami or Florida State come aboard. Um, and, and then, of course, Notre Dame. And then you go out west and take whatever schools you want because you can. You don't have to do this right now. You've got time. This is, again, over several years happening. But I, I totally agree. It's going to be fun to talk about here for the next at least a couple of years. It's not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Um, quick time out here. Get out your 10-gallon hats. Guess what? It's the Recruiting Roundup with Kedrick Prince. That's next. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of Central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athlete stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out. IlliniGuys.com. Oh, you can be sure of one thing. That lasso with the name Kedrick Prince on it. 
gathered no dust during our brief sabbatical. Ken's recruiting roundup. Kendrick Prince, director of recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. Uh, Ken, good to have you. Uh, like I said, we we all I was at the beach and Brad's off coaching softball and Mike's eating pizza. We know that you uh, were out at, at tournaments um, keeping um, light the keeping the I mean even even the high gas prices didn't keep you off the road, my friend. Uh, what's going on? What's the very latest in the recruiting world? I'll tell you what you didn't see. You didn't see kids sitting, sitting on the beach. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, right. Or if I was, if I was, I was the whale. <laughs> I was, was going to say, Ked, I was, I was sitting on a beach, fall asleep. I wake up. There's a PETA boat out there. They're trying to drag me back into the water. We got TV cameras. Uh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always have to get off topic. Leave it to me. Okay, you ask me a question. Let me do my job. Uh, well you know what it was it's uh i enjoyed being out you know in the month of july when everybody thought it was kind of dead but there was some good basketball to be played but you know um earlier in the week you know illinois has some surprise visitors on campus one of them was trey mckinney out of michigan um who is a top uh 20 prospect in the class 2025 and they also had the dynamic duo from St. Rita High School and um, Marez Johnson and James Brown. So, but what was intriguing to me, well, first, I was kind of surprised that they were all coming um, early in the week, but it was really good to see Illinois get in on some of the top 25 kids, um, or excuse me, class 2025 kids, but yes, the top 25 kids. So not to be confusing. Um, that was a nice, nice uh, visit. It was good to have him on. Um, I really and truly think that Illinois put themselves in a great, great position. And one of the things you find out when you subscribe to Lana, guys, I mean, I wrote a column about it, but I put some information and different information out. Um, the dad just came away in awe. And when you hear parents talk about Coach Underwood the way this family did, I mean, Illinois put themselves in a great situation. I mean, there's a long time left, and I get it, um, but this dad is just everything he likes about Brad Underwood. He even mentioned, if you guys have all seen this video, you remember when Andre Cabello jumped on Brad Underwood and he hugged Brad Underwood? That was yep. a game changer. That was a game. People noticed, and they did. At so Michigan? Thought, it was at Michigan? Yes. Yeah. And, they, and he's from Michigan. That was huge. L- Illinois won that game by like a 1,000, as I yeah. recall. 1,000 yeah. points. Yeah. yeah and that, that style awesome. of play was just they, – they came away in awe with it, you know, um, to be honest with you. So, yes, I mean, that was a nice kid to get on campus early. So um, the other the other uh, guys up there, Merez Johnson, James Brown. So a couple questions that I have for you and Brad. Um, first off, Merez is committed. How is he developing in terms of his game? And then the second one is James Brown. I mean, we want to feel good about him. Um, how are how are the Illini doing in his recruitment? I see what you did there. I'm going to go run right on past it. Everyone listening, they they did too. Go ahead, continue. Go ahead, Bradley. I I, I feel good, Mike. I feel good. So no, uh, no, I, I think Merez. The, the thing about Merez is Merez is an elite defensive player right now. I mean, he's six nine. You can look at him. He's six nine. He probably weighs two twenty, and he's just going to be that guy that you've seen in the big 10 at Michigan state as the power forward. He can roll and play in center at six, nine. He's still developing his body and, and multiple college coaches. I sat with in July said, 
just look at what's that dude going to look like in two years. He's going to be like 6'9", 6'10", 235, ability to switch one through five, block shots, rebound, just – I mean, he does everything. You know, he needs to develop his jump shot. I don't think there's any question about that and improve his ball skills a little bit. But he's just a, he's just so athletic and such an impressive player in that regard. And um, with James Brown, I think Illinois is in a good spot. But there's going to be stiff competition: Michigan State, Duke, North Carolina. You go down the line, everyone is going to offer James Brown. It's just that simple. Illinois, though, has a really good early relationship, and of course, they have his one of his best friends. So that, that'll be a that'll be a they got a great shot there. Well, here's my take with uh, Marez. I think um, he's made big strides since his freshman year. Um, he's a much better shooter than a couple other guys I know that have been ranked and considered one of the top players in the country. Uh, I know he did well at UIBL. I mean, he was close to, if not averaging a double double um, in, in several games. He, I like his athleticism. I know when Mike and I saw him last, I think it was around Thanksgiving time um, yep. on the last holidays. He's grown. And, Brad, you're right. He's a big kid. He's strong. And, you know, on top of his sports and what he's been, you know, he can do athletically, he's an unbelievable person, unbelievable kid. We, you guys have all heard him on my podcast. And, you know, I he will respond to me. Like, they were playing a game, and silly me, I didn't know it was like, you know, 20 minutes for a tip-off. And he responded to me. You know, we talked a little bit about how Marez is going to do this whole process. But, Brad, you're 100% right, excuse me, with James Brown with this process. It's going to be tough. I know um, I saw uh, Jeremy Fierce Jr. tweet at him, and they talked about playing together since they were in second grade. And, you know, Duke's going to be involved. But I do think Illinois is in a good situation because they were in on him early. Um, and uh, Marez is always in James Brown's ear all the time. And you know what? Tim Anderson is going to be a huge, you know, common denominator. This. He's just good at what he does. So I'm never going to count Illinois out in that situation. And I think they put the work in and they, James knows how important he is. I'll give this kid credit. He definitely doesn't tip his hand though. You have no idea which way he's leaning. And I've tried every trick in the book after 20 years. That kid's better than me with you know, keeping his mouth closed. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, Cause we all know that James Brown has some moves. But he's, he's, he's Mike's going to give him some pizza for a bribe later. There you so go. Exactly. So. I just don't share very well. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> hey, I want to get uh, before we uh, before we we let you go, Ken, I want to ask you and Brett about uh, Bryce Hurd, another name that, that we've heard about here these uh, these past few weeks. What can you tell us in regards to Illinois? Yeah, Hurd's another kid who visited um, this past week, and he's the kid who has, um, you know, just one of the top players in 2025 in the state of Illinois, probably ranked as the top player in the state, um, athletic guard, um, playing at Kenwood, playing for the Macaron Fire, and he he had a really good July at, at times and, and showed off why he's so – in June he was even better, but he showed off why he's one of the top prospects um, in the state and the country. And it, getting him on campus early is important, you know, in-state kid. who And he had a really good visit. He, he seems to really like Illinois and their style of play. And, you know, he's he's the kind of kid that you you get in on early and you kind of – then you got to fight off just like all these other guys. You fight off the – the, the big dogs that come in late and uh, they, you know, hopefully you land him at the end of the day. You know what? The kid already has some good offers. Arizona State, 
Georgetown. I mean, this kid is going to be a player. You know, Oklahoma's offered him already as, as a 25. So, you know, you know, Brad's right. And you know what's good? Let's look at the big picture with all this, you guys, is that years ago, Illinois wouldn't even be entertaining with these kids. You know, they wouldn't even be in the ballpark, excuse me, just nowhere to be found now. You know, we don't want to take it for granted, but we're sitting here talking about if they can get this kid or who they have to beat out to get him. The program and tide has changed. And Brad said that, you know, he told us that this is Illinois. And, you know, Tim Anderson said it as well. They're going to go toe to toe with everybody. There's no reason for Illinois. The Blue Bloods have a seat in the front and then the, the second tier group sit in the back. Tim Anderson said he's sitting right next to him. And, and, and you can tell. It's a lot of fun. Makes it more fun to have conversations uh, like this. Kendrick Prince, be careful on the way out with a 10-gallon hat, and, uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Ked Prince, uh, director of recruiting for Guys.com. That's Ked's Recruiting Roundup. Be sure to also catch his podcast, named the same, Ked's Recruiting Roundup. Uh, it's on the front page of Guys.com and anywhere that you get your podcast. Stay with us. More Illini football talk coming up next along the Illini Guys radio network. Have a business you'd like to promote right here? To advertise on the Sports Spectacular, reach out at info at IlliniGuys.com and use the passion of the Illini Guys to reach your audience. That's info at IlliniGuys.com. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. You know, one key member of the Illini football team staff that we didn't hear from in the first hour was new offensive coordinator Barry Lenny Jr. Talking with reporters earlier this week, it was, again, all about the quarterbacks. I like where we're going there. I like the, the additions to the room uh, that we've had since, you know, um, since we started, since spring was over. You know, so we have, right now we have three new faces, you know. Um, and so all, th- all three of those guys are, and then Art's kind of a fourth face to start to our degree because he's on the field, you know, and that's a whole different deal than him standing back there. So yes, I think, I think that has been positive. I think, um, you know, the guys are very engaged, and you know, we're all we're, you got to have depth at quarterback. You got to have guys, you got competition, you got to have you know people there, and and I feel good about who we got there and, and how we're building that forward. We've seen Donovan Leary all of two days mm-hmm. now. So what, what's his skill set? Uh, he's just kind of I would say he's very balanced, you know. Uh, just as just as a player, not necessarily meaning his you know his, his equilibrium, but just you know um, you kind of what he brings to the table. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of polish. He's you know very fundamentally sound. And uh, but you know there's a, there's a lot to I mean a whole lot to learn. And uh, 
but he's he's very eager for that. One of the better uh, one of the better you know incoming freshmen. Um, ones I've been around before from a standpoint of his uh, eagerness and wanting and his willingness to learn and soak up information. Uh, he's a sponge in that regard and that'll really go a long way for his you know, development. Kirkland's a really interesting story of course, but what did you see out of him in his one big year of high school and, and now that he's getting back into the sport, what's that coming back to it like? Well I think I see, I see on the field kind of what I saw when you know I didn't see him play in high school in his senior year but um, you know I, I, I think he's a guy that belongs here. You know, uh, I think, and in, in to what that looks like, and what the long-term result of that will, de- I think, depend on a lot of factors, but most notably him and his development and his, you know, desire to to learn and grow and be a sponge. But he's been a great addition, I think. I mean, you could tell one thing about him is, and him, Donovan too. Like when they get in there as a freshman, like he's, you know, he, he you can tell he's operated before at a high level. And even though he's been high school, he's been in there, and, and you know, and like I shoot shoot today, I think he's told me like I think probably like forty-five thousand people in a state championship <laughs> game. You know, so that's that that's that's a uh, experience and that's a good thing so a uh, lo- lo- long ways to go for him but there's some talent some tools there that that I think uh, you know us w- for sure we welcome here and we're certainly glad he's with us you didn't mention the arm the arm talent of those two guys that, can they make all the throws? they can throw it mm-hmm. they can throw it there's no doubt what are the new faces at wide receiver especially like Cody Case and Jonah Morris kind of bring to you to that room and into your offense uh, I think experience you know uh, they you know they've had a lot of game experiences they've been in a lot of different offenses and they're very, you know, they're very different, and even maybe probably their roles to some degree, but you know, and who they are and what type of receiver they are. But you know, I think that we were intentional about trying to, you know, look for people that could supplement maybe from an experience and maturity standpoint. Not that our guys are immature by any means, but we're just kind of a young group overall, and so I think that was those were good additions for us to help supplement, you know, just our maturity in the room overall. How nice were those summer practices? You know, I know you had spring ball to come in, but you've never had that before in the summer with those guys. Yeah, I, it was great. I mean, it, and I thought we had a good balance in how we approached it. And so you can, you know, the continuation of, you know, the spring. You know, back in the day, back in the day, you know, my day or whatever, uh, you know, two-a-days, the reason you did two-a-days is, uh, you know, because once you were done with spring ball, you didn't see them for, like, three months, you know? So, like, you're, like, you get them on campus and you're, like, uh, we got we got four weeks to practice. We better practice hard and, you know, well, matter, matter of fact, let's practice twice, you know? <laughs> And some guys three times, you know, I think that's probably where that started somewhere along the line. And, and so the rules have shifted a little bit, you know, not only do we get the 15 practices, we get some time with them on our hands, uh, you know, to develop and train them in the summer. So there's a continuation here. I'm not saying two days aren't needed or whatever, that we'd love to have them, but we would. But the rules have made it such that that works really paramount and it helps your continuation of learning. So there's a more continuous flow of the learning instruction when you get when you get to fall camp. Does that help you? I mean, you feel like you're further along? Oh yeah, it certainly that. doesn't hurt, right? I mean, there's no way that that's a negative. And so I do think it's helped us. One thing, you know, we always talk about guys, you know, replacing a legend is really hard. But I think in Barry Lenny's case, he's not replacing a legend. So it might be easier for him. You know, I mean, so, you know, maybe, maybe I guess there's, there's a positive to coming into an offense that was putrid a year ago. So there you go. Maybe there's some good things there from Barry Lenny. Well, and, and the source of his pressure is probably the fact that, of what a great job he did at UTSA. And now people are going to expect 40 passes a game and, you know, 30 something points and, 450 yards, which is not going to happen either. And it's an interesting tightrope that he's going to have to walk where he's going to have 
a, a you know a different style offense than he had last year, but he's going to try to pick up the pace. He's going to try to do some things to make it different. Um, you know, this, that's where I think the relationship with Coach B is going to be really important as the year go, progresses. You know, but Rabbing's up a great point that this offense was really bad last year. I mean, let's just call it what yep. it was. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Brown has a thousand yard uh, game, but the, there was just nothing vertical about this offense at all. And, and as we talked earlier, that's the one thing that, you know, Matt Stevens brought up a great point. You do have two, a couple of veteran quarterbacks who um, have had a bit of success, a little bit of experience. And so you don't have a lot of deep targets, but, but there's a chance now at least you can open up the offense a bit, maybe get the ball in Isaiah Williams' hands a little more and create some more excitement on offense. Yeah, Illinois is obviously going to be – the running game is still going to be really important for Illinois. I mean, that's going to be the the key piece. But now having the ability to maybe throw the ball down the field it prevents teams from stacking the line. You don't have to go to the barge formation with 15 offensive linemen maybe as much, you know. So, uh, you know, it, you can you can spread things out. It should be different. Be multidimensional, I think you want to be, even if, you know, maybe you're going to – Focus on the run. You're gonna, you can do play action becomes more effective when you can throw the ball down the field. You can find seams. Lots of lots of options uh, when you can throw the ball down the field, and, and I think that's what you're going to see a little bit more of this year. Yeah, and and let's hope that that offensive line can keep um, Tommy DeVito upright and not injured. Um, and the same, you know, obviously, if for some reason Sikowski needs to come into the game. I think that's the first key, um, and and maybe we'll see an old-fashioned running game that's good enough to open up the passing game. So much nowadays, everybody sets up the running game by throwing the ball. We're we're you know the line ain't going to do it the old style, so uh, it'll be a test. Do, do the old were the old days always good? We'll find out, I guess. It's it's Brett Bielema. He's going to run that ball. You know yes, that. He is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Well, she's the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, joining us next on the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry, Brad, and Mike with you. And the Illini gal joining us, Adelia McKenzie. Adelia, we... We missed you these past couple of weeks. Did you did you feel a void that we weren't calling you up, wanting to talk to you? Yes, I was just so down bad. I needed that <laughs> light in my life. <laughs> it's it's like a drug. You, realize you missed it until. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. like <laughs> Mike misses pizza. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't get me all sad. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty deep. That's pretty deep. Do you remember on friends when uh, Phoebe was like, yeah, she's her lobster or whatever there. We're like her lobster. So that's yes. the way you look that's at right. it. I guess was, Mike, Mike's lobster is pizza. So it is. Yeah, there we is, are. So, so. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. So. Um, Adelia, it is August. So, so the school year is here. Get us caught up. What's going on with the team right now and how are things going? Okay, well, our last practice or, like, workout was August 3rd. So that was pretty sad, but we finished strong, and we just had a lot of workouts. We actually did a boxing class the last day of workouts, too, and that was really, really fun. How did that – Does that – wait, boxing, I, I got to hear this. Let's hear this story. Do we have any video? Do we have any video? 
I think there will be some footage coming out soon because they had cameras there and they were recording. <laughs> but I felt like Floyd Mayweather, I honestly, you know, learned the one-two jab. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, they taught us like a lot. They taught, taught us footwork and different jabs and combos. That's awesome. That, that's, so what that'd was... be, that's great conditioning too, right? Yeah, great conditioning. Yes, I was really, really tired. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I never sweated this much before. <laughs> Which leads to the deodorant question, but we're going to avoid that this time. <laughs> we'll skip so, that. did you, did they, so they like taught you like the, the, the jab and the cross, like combo punches and things like that? You could, you could go out there and, and if you were like, let's say Brad asked you a really dumb question after a game. You could literally give him a one-two punch and just that would be it. No more Brad. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to Brad. What? I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. But, you would do you that could, to Mike, maybe, but not me. But she could That's do good. that. I'm, I'm starting to get a little nervous here, Brad, that they're giving her too much training. If we give her too much guff on the it was, show it was actually the It was actually the media training portion of practice. <laughs> is that, is that it, was media, it was also known as boxing class. So whatever works. He forgot to tell us that they dress up the the boxing uh, targets <laughs> as as media members with a microphone. <laughs> Is that true? So, <laughs> so uh, Adelia, I, I do want to ask you a question about you know your summer. So as you've had, now you've had a full summer, right? And you're you're done now. You get a little break, get to go home, sleep in your own bed, right, for a couple of weeks, and then you're back, right? Yes. What it, what have what has been the growth that you've seen as a individually? Like how have you grown individually? Whether it's conditioning, whether it's strength, whether it's you know what your game. What it, what, what do you think for you has been the biggest change? Well, honestly, I feel like I've grown a lot in a few different areas. Like for basketball wise, like I would say mentally on the court, like I'm stronger and more confident in my game. But that just came from the reps and the shooting. And I would say I realized like my desire to put in more work has grown as well because, you know, sometimes like being an athlete, I think sometimes we can get caught up in being tired and wanting rest, which is rest is important. But when you want to be great, it's like sometimes I make some sacrifices and I really realize I, I want to be the best and I want to do whatever it takes to be that. So I put in the extra work because usually I would be like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I'm just going to take this day off. But yeah, and I would say really mental growth off the court as well. Like, I know Coach Green talked about being an everyday woman. So in school, like, I'm more locked in. I'm making sure that I'm reaching my goals in classes and stuff. So, yeah. So when, when you take a look at this, you know, you, you talked about you're putting in that extra work and you're getting that, that mental growth. Does that change? Have you had to elevate some of your goals for this year based on the fact that you are growing as a person and maybe you're more capable now of things than you were when, when uh, coach took over? Yes. Um, I actually wrote down a few goals for this year, like, and like for the future, but I have elevated like the goals for myself because I know I've grown a lot and I don't want to be the same player I was last year. I want to be a better player. So those goals are definitely higher. 
I'm, I'm curious, um, talking here to Adelia McKenzie of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team, um, you've got friends who play at, at other programs on the college level and, and, and even beyond, um, you know, have you compared notes in terms of maybe what you learned or how this team grew over the past couple of months compared to maybe what some of your friends were experiencing with other programs? Um, I would say everything's different. I know like when people like transfer, they have to like adjust to the program and be closer to like new teammates and stuff like that. I feel like for other people, the transition is different for me because I've been here before and I got to be with the coaches for a little bit and be with the players as well. But I would say it's kind of similar too because people who like are in different programs, they're experiencing new things. But while I'm still here, I'm experiencing new things as well. So. Yeah. The the last thing I guess I wanted to know is, do you sit down with your teammates and do you guys collaborate on goals for the team? Just just like, you, you, you know, as opposed to one person saying we should do this, you sit down and talk about it and, and make those goals uh, as a group. We actually have not done that yet, and I'm going to make sure we do that because that's something that we're definitely going to need. But I will say we have talked about the standard and, like, what we expect from each other, but not necessarily goals, though. We need to do that. That I know that will really bring us more together. Well, it's great to be uh, back after a couple of weeks off, and we can't to can't wait to talk with you each week. And remember, we're going to be there for the uh, Wyoming game, so make sure that we all get together and eat pizza. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Write it down your calendar. Thursday night. <laughs> okay. Papadels. And he'll say Friday yeah. nights and he'll say Saturday nights. So lots of people. Actually, that's a pretty good plan, Larry. Yeah. That's a great I, plan. I know what you're thinking. I've known you long <laughs> enough. Uh, Adelia McKenzie, she's the Illini gal, fighting Illini women's basketball. Uh, welcome to August and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Good to talk with you. As always, stay with us here on the Sports Spectacular. Uh, Mike caught up with uh, Adam Cook. He's been on the show before with Campus Inc., but he also is a uh, sports marketing expert, and that was on the I and the Illini podcast. We'll hear a little bit of that up next after this timeout. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Welcome back. Adam Cook is with Campus Inc., but he's also a sports marketing expert. Mike caught up with him on our Eye on the Illini podcast. Here's a listen. You know, I saw it where in the long run on the basketball side, they were going to go after a maybe wouldn't because you only got, you know, 70, 80 teams. You may have a 32 team tournament. So you, you, you cut out 32 teams. But the fact that you don't have to divide that 275 ways and then you could run it out of your own conference TV. Right. So <clears throat> the, the better, the better seeded team, you could do it on the big 10 network or, 
you know, who cares? You put that money into a pool, sell your own advertising, and and you don't need, you know, how much money could you make? Could you make a billion and a half off of that? And between the increase in revenue and the decrease in people you have to share it with, and of course, at that time, nobody was really thinking about what if you had a 16-team football thing, because those numbers would be unbelievable. Yeah, and that's I think that's where you know when you talk about kind of the whole ecosystem, you know, a lot of these streaming networks, a lot of the technology platforms that are in place, they've they've kind of democratized a little bit of the opportunity there of hey, I you know, I, I, I'm not beholden to the three big networks, and this is the only way that I can get my product out in front of our fans, right? And so you you kind of put a little bit of leverage back in the people who actually are the product, right? Um, and then, you know, you're talking about these conferences have billion dollar operating budgets, right? So, Hey, how can we be a little bit more creative with, with our billion dollar operating budgets? And obviously a lot of that's coming from those media rights, but, um, it, it, it does start to get down this, uh, really interesting and convoluted rabbit hole of different levers that you can pull in terms of generating revenue, but you know, I use this word again, but even creating more leverage for yourself. And, you know, this is where the NCAA has gotten themselves into an interesting position with, you know, the SEC kind of saying, hey, we're going to go do our own thing where before, well, good luck. But now it's like, oh, shoot, you know, we, we've seen leagues spin up their own streaming services and be successful. So, you know, that's a, that's a realistic possibility now. Yeah. And and I, I go back to, again, I I got to give, I, I know Jim Delaney, you know, he makes mistakes like every other human being. But in this particular area, the stroke of genius was to do like a six-year deal that he signed because he anticipated that the technology would change enough. Yep. That, that would bring in competition that if you did that ACC-style contract, you were going to be leaving so much money on the table, it was sickening. And he's proven to be almost prescient. In, in his ability to predict this part of of the thing. Now, he was also great friends with Ron Gunther, who did nothing for Illinois athletics <laughs> and kill, almost killed the football program. So the man's not perfect, but I tell you what. <laughs> None of us are. Yes, yes, but he was incredible at, at setting the Big Ten up for success. And Kevin Warren, you know, I'd, I'd love to be in that position because – you know, he's got a, he's got a, a great property now that he can kind of attract other people. A hundred percent. And, and, and that, that I think is, is a, an incredible way to put it is, you know, big 10 as a conference is an incredibly hot property um, from a competitive standpoint, from a positional standpoint. And, you know, to your point, we, we can talk about collegiate athlete athletics being, you know, amateur sports, but we all know they're, they're, run very professionally and look at what's happening with with a lot of the the professional leagues right now you know major league baseball is striking a deal with apple tv which is you know a cloud-based streaming service the nfl has struck deals with amazon prime to do thursday night football and things like that so not only do you have these other uh other streaming services or broadcast platforms in place but uh, the other side is that their their technology and in, in, in the way that fans consume the content on them is pretty compelling as well. I mean, look at what's happening with the PGA Tour. You know, you're you're watching uh, their their competition put out some pretty interesting broadcasts. Um, so the landscape is is not it's not what it used to be. You know, five six years ago at all, it's changed 
very significantly. And at the time when, when a lot of collegiate athletics has just been turned on its head, um, it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be living through, uh, as a collegiate sports fan for sure. So now let's, let's change your hat. Now let's say that you are, um, you know, you're the big 10 commissioner and you're Uh-oh. sitting here, you're looking, you're looking at the, you're looking at the environment. I, all I want, I want two questions from you. What, what size of big 10 conference are you eyeballing in your mind's eye? Are you saying, you know, 20 teams, 28 teams, you know, how many teams do you see? And then what teams are you commissioner cook? Which, which teams are you going to go after first? Yeah, I, I think so. What size of team, you know, I, that's such an, uh, uh, it's such a, a nebulous question. I think, you know, I think 20s for 28. I mean, at what point then when you've got a conference that's that large, do you as a commissioner have to start just just from the logistics of managing it, starting to say, all right, now I've got to break this down maybe into some regions or some, you know, some different sort of divisions, which which I would go back then and say, what's the competitive advantage of having a conference that large when you're just going to break it down again anyway? Right. Um, There's there's the. I would foresee uh, maybe this is this is the ceiling on my leadership capabilities, yep. but I I would foresee a little bit of a ceiling or 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 a rate of diminishing returns, right? Where you get so big that you just you've got so much to manage and you start to to leak out opportunities. Um, so you know I think twenty maybe is fair, but honestly I think they're in a good spot right now with the number that they're at. Um, now in terms of of competitive programs and and schools, I would I would like to maybe see there. Um, you know, I, I think Notre Dame is a, is a no brainer, you know, that that's great. They're the prettiest girl to dance right now. They're in a wonderful spot. Uh, do I think that's going to happen? Honestly? No, I don't. Um, if you're Notre Dame, why would you commit to that when you don't have to, um, you know, from, from a, a, a total program, uh, competitive standpoint, I think Stanford's a, a pretty hot, hot property right now, you know, they're a competitive football program. They still bring a, a high level of academic integrity to the conference as well. Um, you know, you, you get a little bit of that LA, uh, market, but you kind of expand into the, the Northern California area as well. Um, I think, you know, Oregon's a, a, a little bit of an easy answer as well, but, um, Washington, I think is, is, is a pretty interesting, a pretty interesting addition. You know, there, there's not, not much up there. You've got a great fan base, um, a good competitive program and, and a holistic program over there as well. Again, you can catch that entire podcast. I on the Illini. Just go to the front page of IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. Back with more after this. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation. 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. 
At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is. We're here to support it because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way. This is David Williams, a leading receiver from the University of Illinois, here on Illini Guy on Sports Spectacular. Go Illini. Illini Guy, Sports Spectacular, Larry, Mike, and Brad here. Uh, other stuff going on. How about the Major League uh, trade deadline? Cardinals and Cubs, uh, your thoughts on what the Cardinals did? Yeah, did, did they do anything? I mean, uh, you know, you, you get all this hype, you know, they're going to go after Juan Soto, but then the price takes you high. And they have, you know, you go back last time, I, I don't know when the last time they had somebody at the trade line who was trade deadline is really going to help them win. You know, back in the day, maybe it was you know, Mark McGuire was a trade deadline guy. But I mean, lately it's just been little add ons, which um, I don't know if they really helped, but. You know, maybe they'll help a little bit, but it's this is not a team geared to win. And, and the Cubs, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, what's their what's their goal right now? I mean, just to be in purgatory, I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I don't get what either of those teams are trying to accomplish. Cesar Cedeno. <laughs> no, that may be the oh, last. Geez. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I really, on one hand, you know, when you look at how, Albert Pujols was such a fantastic, um, you know, leader for the Cardinals. And you think maybe Soto could come in at that young age and being dominant and kind of being Pujols part two. Um, that was interesting. But then he turned down 400 million. And I, I don't know, do the Cardinals have 500 million to give to a player? So, you, you know, when you start doing monopoly money, you can understand at least why the Cardinals did or didn't do something. The Cubs, I have no idea. I, to me, it's very similar to my Cowboys. They're taking advantage of the fact that, that the, the fans will pay them exorbitant amounts of money, and they don't really care if they win or not. They just put some stuff on the field and see what happens. Uh, meanwhile, a voice uh, silence forever this week. Uh, legend, Vin Scully. Here's how long his career was. He did Jackie Robinson games in Brooklyn back in 1950, 94 years old. Rest in peace. Wow. Yeah, Vin was great, man. I mean, that's one of the icons of the, you know, just that voice. You know, I always think about, um, was it what uh, for love of the game with Kevin Costner? Do you remember that movie? And Vince, wasn't it? Wasn't that Vin Scully in that? I, I think I remember them being in that movie. Just those types of things. I love. I just love that voice, you know, the, the Dodger games. It's just, it's fantastic stuff. It's not a lot of times that you can tell somebody that my career started with Harry Truman and ended with Barack Obama. How, how about the PGA golf getting sued by Phil Mickelson and the live golf people? How about that? This is, this just, this gets messier all the time. Yeah. Who knew like golf would become, you know, <laughs> become such a, I don't know, tabloid event. I mean, like it's insane right now. It's just constant back and forth. I'm going to join live. I'm going to be PGA. You've got, you know, rumors that tiger was off offered like $600 million or something. It, it's nuts. I mean, right now the amount of money they're throwing around and also, but, but my problem with this is there, there needs to be, and I understand what's happening. There's going to be a post tiger woods era of golf coming up 
and, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it would be easy to turn off a lot of the, um, the, the kind of the average viewer and, and especially maybe the young kids, especially the youth that got excited when tiger was coming up and cited and everybody. That's why tiger, everybody watches when he plays. Is there a guy now like that, that you have? And with this live golf, I feel like it's turning people off. You know, the interesting thing to me is, is if you're the PGA tour president and the live people say, Hey, let's meet in the Saudi embassy. I don't go. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm not meeting them in anywhere that isn't in public with, I, with I've got 53 bodyguards. So if I'm, if I'm the PGA, I'm just saying play real careful here and be really nice. Cause it, it could go South really quick. Well, you can go, just don't ask any questions. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't even think I'm going to go Larry. I think I'm, well, I'm going to check it out of that. What one. was it? Mick, <laughs> what Mickelson say? These are scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, scary, yeah. scary people. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll take the money. It spins well. Uh, hey guys. And, and fi- final comment here very quickly. We're running out of time. Got to get this in. How about the saints rookie Trevor Penning, first round pick out of Northern Iowa kicked out of practice after his third fight in three days, dude, what are you doing? Well, you know, he's a fighter. He's fighting for a position and he, he didn't understand the, the fine print and the fighting for position part of this uh, so yeah i don't know man that's not a good way to indoctrinate yourself into the team yeah you know the the good thing is is unlike you know floyd mayweather and roy jones who went out of their way to avoid fighting guys in their prime apparently this dude is willing to take on anybody any day um i i guess it's it's interesting <laughs> to me how are the players going to look at this like is he a smart guy a dumb guy a, i don't know yeah yeah, he's a fighter, not a lover. And don't- <laughs> he's trying to get a he's trying to get a celebrity match with Jake Paul. That's what he's going for. He's trying to make some real money. Exactly. Well, he's got to unfortunately he's got to get down to two oh five. He's got a long way to go. Good luck with that. Yeah, probably three ten. Probably. Hey, we got to we're out of time once again. We got to run, but it's been a lot of fun. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. Two hours here on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. We say thanks. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you right back here, same time, same station. Go Atlanta. Hey, Larry, you could you weigh enough. You could go after him. <laughs> ILL. I and I. This I has been I. a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.